Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen, and as per usual, I got two disclaimers for you. Disclaimer number one is this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Inside, you're going to find absolutely zero actual, actionable financial advice. Disclaimer number two is this podcast is extremely not safe for work, so please consider yourself Warned. All right. So a couple days ago, I went to the city for a special situations meetup hosted by the CFA Society of Chicago. And the gentleman giving the presentation was a Mr. Matt Clarkin. Uh, you can find his blog at clarkstreetvalue.blogspot.com. I'm going to be referencing his blog constantly throughout this podcast. Um, and the company in question is Winham Hotels and Resorts. I also want to mention mention the Special Situations group itself has its own blog that you can also find at, uh, or you can also read, at specialsituationsresearchforum.wordpress.com. Um, you can, you know, they have extensive archives. You can go through and read all the different companies that they've uh, they've discussed over the over the months, over the years. So this company, like I said, Winham Hotel and Resorts, ticker WYN. So there are essentially two business segments that we're going to talk about here. On one side, you have hotels. The other side, you have uh, what I'm going to call timeshare, which is also they, they call vacations. All right, so very briefly, the way the hotel business works is so they have 8,400 hotels under their umbrella, but they actually only own the property of two of them. The vast majority of it is a franchise deal. So these hotel operators, they franchise uh, such brands as Super 8, uh, Days In, uh, Ramada, and that's where Windham really makes their bread and butter, is kind of the lower to mid-scale of hotels. All right. And they also, uh, Windham also sells these hotel operators uh, cloud-based solutions in billing and reservations, and then there's a reward program and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Okay, so uh, the timeshare side of the business. So the way timeshares were explained to me was: so you know, you'll pay twenty grand for a timeshare. You'll own it in perpetuity. Uh, every year you'll pay a maintenance fee. You know, five, six hundred bucks, whatever. And uh, you can exchange it in, a, in an exchange if you want to upgrade or lateral move, etc. But you can't. Uh, you can't just sell it. There's no secondary market for a timeshare. So it's an extremely sticky business. And there are companies that actually help people get out of these. That's uh, it's very difficult. So in any case, so those are the two business segments. Now, what makes Windham Hotels and Resorts interesting is that it has yet to split off those two business segments like most other hotel companies already have. Most recently, I believe, was Hilton, which uh, you can find their write-up on Hilton as well. That was back in 2016, I believe. I believe the stock has gone up something like 100% since that split. So in any case, uh, so as it stands today, Windham has an EV over EBITDA multiple of 11. Now let me, for those of you in the cheap seats, let me explain very quick. EV stands for enterprise value. Uh, really simply, that's market cap plus debt minus cash. EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Not necessarily a multiple that I uh, give great stock to, but that's you know, neither here nor there. It's good enough for our purposes here today. So a multiple of 11. And then what he's able to do using uh, management's guidance and looking under the hood himself is figuring out what the EBITDA is going to be for each segment post-split. 
I guess I haven't mentioned that, that, that they are going to split. That's the whole point. That's the special situation, is that they're splitting off the two uh, business segments. Okay, I kind of, kind of buried the lead on that one. But in any case, so, and once he's come up with the EBITDA for each segment, he applies a multiple to it based on, uh, you know, likewise companies in the industry. So, for example, uh, the vacation side of things, ILG is at 12.7, Marriott's at 12, Hilton's at 10.9. So, from that, he's guesstimating that uh, Windham vacations will be at 11.5, okay? Uh, not exactly going to get your panties wet going from 11 to 11.5, but wait, there's more. If you look at the hotel side of things, so Marriott's at 17.2, Choice Hotel's at 16.2, Hilton's at 15.2, etc., guesstimating that the hotel side of things will have a multiple of 15. So that market segment, that business segment is going to go from 11 to 15. You weigh everything together, and when it's all said and done, you're looking at a 25% upside, meaning the, the it's going to be worth more after the split than it is today. And you might say, well, that all sounds well and good, but how come the stock market doesn't have that priced in already? That's a, that's a good question. So uh, this is where, from at least from my view, Mr. Clarkin uh, really sets himself apart. His ability to go into these special situations, these hairy situations, and really look under the hood and figure out what things are going to look like after the dust has settled. Okay, where there's a lot of moving parts. So especially with something like this, because there isn't just this split. Okay, there's also an acquisition of La Quinta, which is, of course, another uh, U.S.-based uh, hotel chain. And that they're acquiring. So that adds some hair to it. But th- wait, there's more. La Quinta itself, before the split, before the acquisition, is going to split off um, because they're one of the few hotel companies that actually own their real estate. So the real estate part is going to get split off before the acquisition and do its own REIT. So from my understanding, uh, La Quinta is right now selling for 18 and a half. You're going to get $8 cash from Winham. And the, the the REIT itself could be worth as much as you know fourteen dollars. So you could end up getting twenty two dollars for eighteen and a half investment. These are, there's no guarantees. These are forward looking statements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And adding even more hair to it is that Windham is uh, has divested their European vacation segment, and they're getting a royalty for that. So in other words, there is some there's it it's a little complicated. Okay, it's like it's it's Facebook status is it's complicated. And so one caveat I want to add to this, and I don't like putting words in people's mouths, but I'm sure Matt would agree, is you know, do your own research. You know, this is a great when you look at uh analysts who you respect like Mr. Clark in here, um look at their blog posts, look at their analysis as a starting off point, not as a finishing point, right? So you can read posts like this, and it gives you an idea. Like, it gives you ideas. That's a long sort of. It gives you ideas from which to do your own analysis, run the numbers yourself, and see if you come to similar conclusions. Don't just phone it in and say, "Well, this guy is smart. He's successful," which he is. But that's not that's not good enough because if you can't do if you can't be bothered to do the initial analysis, how can you be expected to do the ongoing analysis? And that's you know that's really the most important part. You can be right about buying, but how are you going to know when to sell? And so that's just the caveat I wanted to throw into this. But so the, the point of uh, the point of this doing a podcast on this is 
I thought it offered a great opportunity to show a different perspective on how to uh, analyze stocks. So, of course, me on my show, I have my own half-assed analysis that I do. But I thought this is something totally different. You know, this is like special situations arbitrage here. And so, uh, like I said, I highly recommend uh, you take it from the horse's mouth, uh, clarkstreetvalue.blogspot.com. Uh, you can read, subscribe, like, comment, tweet, whatever you want to do, other social media words. And also there's the Special Situations group that has their own blog, like I mentioned. That address is specialsituationsresearchforum.wordpress.com. So that's really the long and the short of it. That's about all I wanted to say. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Dan Hansen with How Not to Suck at the Stocks. Thank you very much. Goodbye.